Hello and welcome back to another week of Disney Moms Gone Wrong. We are here today with my lovely... It's Sarah. Hello, friends. And before I... And before I introduce our next guest, we are missing Susan today. I miss her beautiful soul. I miss her beautiful soul. So our next guest is going to have to hold up pretty well. And Sarah, I think we have to behave this episode because you guys, the reinforcement we called in was the boss. The boss is yeah. here. I've got nice. the red pen. This is Frank, guys. I got the red pen. I'm putting checks down every time she botches something. <laughs> You better hashtag save Sarah if you don't if it takes away one check. We'll see how it goes. Listen, hashtag save Sarah fans. Mm -hmm. This is the episode. Like, I could potentially not survive this episode. So if you guys want more Sarah, just remember hashtag save Sarah. See, look, I did a good thing. I put a plug in there on Apple. I know normally like Diana does that. But I'm gonna do it just so I get that A plus right off the bat. Now I can be really bad. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see if you did good because the last couple episodes have started out with me actually saying, "Hey guys, I'm sorry, Sarah screwed up again." So we'll see because I've been having to record <laughs> the intro for you guys. You don't it listen gives to your own podcast. Character. Oh, it's a, I oh, don't. Actually, it's yeah. like Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp does not watch his own movies. Like it's like yeah. a method acting thing. Yeah, Johnny Depp. I that's just a role model. Don't. Yeah. Hey, okay, I'll go with like pre Johnny, pre Johnny before Amber. Like, he was good in What's Eating Gilbert Grape and the first two. That pirate was such movies. a sad movie. Boy, we're talking about that. It's a good one for I've never uh, Wally, seen actually. that movie. Don't. It's depressing it's really as shit. Good. <laughs> Don't watch okay. it. So, like, so, like, on one of those days that I'm like, I need a good cry, that's the movie I watch. Yes. Uh, okay. I wouldn't even watch it then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Sarah, you know what you do? Um, you know what you do the right way is that like normally you get an evaluation and then you get like a month in between evaluations and you tend to like make kind of all your mistakes within like a few weeks. So then by the time you get your next evalu mm -hmm. evaluation, all of those are on one evaluation. It really just kind of extends your your job. Well, and that's like, I want it to be a quick, smooth process. Like, what can Sarah mess up today? And then it's like, again, a gamble for Frankie. Like, wow, Sarah really can suck this or like mess this up even more. And I'm like, all right, what what can I do next? He doesn't even and need that to, is my goal. He doesn't even have to go to the new casino. Like, you, yeah. no, you're saving him money. He, Which I did. I did win a couple hundred there. gold with me. Did, did you? you? I did. Yep. 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 I haven't been yet. I need to go back. Uh, it's it's so. I went three o'clock in the morning and it was still packed. Yeah. Okay. Everybody's so, so hyped about the new casino. That's a good time. Um, I'm gonna let you know a weekend I don't have my kids and we'll go in the middle of the night. There we go. I like that. That's your best bet. Yeah. I like that. I'll still be sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, All right, God. you guys. So, not only do we have the boss with us today, Frank, the Creator, producer, editor, oh a little CEO. bit of everything. CEO. Just call me Frank. Every time I guest star on one of our podcasts, <laughs> I, I get the same intro of like all these cool names. They're flattering. The I queen appreciate it. of podcasts. Yes. Long live the queen. This queen. Um, but um, yeah, yes, just, queen. just Frank is <laughs> fine. Yeah. Um. Just <laughs> I make my I make my podcast employees call me Doctor Mister Frank. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look. 
I'm not scared away from that one. You didn't hear me say not say that one. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> so, I hate it. So Queen not- Daenerys. <laughs> Call me Khalees. You're getting closer. <laughs> <laughs> so not only did we um, invite Frank on this episode because, you know, we're down our third will and we wanted to just, you know, have him in for some fun banter, but we happened to pick a movie that is near and dear to the boss's heart. So we are going to let you, if you don't mind, give just a quick synopsis of Wally. Wally's fantastic. We actually over at Geek Freaks, uh, the podcast that you guys have heard me on, I'm sure. Um, over a while, we discussed like what's the best sci-fi, and for me, it was Wally. And uh, over Star Wars or anything like that, it's actually Wally. So first off, this movie is divided into two parts. There's the first part, which is cinema masterpiece. There's actually almost no dialogue in the entire first 23 minutes. Then we get into this other part that's a very fun romp. Um, and there are multiple reasons why I like it. We'll probably discuss those later on. But essentially, Wally is a, a robot left behind to clean up the planet after humans have abandoned it. They're on a cruise ship in space, but they've forgotten their home. It's been, what, 700 years. Wally's doing his job diligently, but he's the last of his kind from what we can see. He is eventually visited by a new stranger, this future tech, uh, Eve, which I've always thought her name was Eva, by the way. I'll throw that out there, but I double check it's actually Eve. <laughs> That's my bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it is Eve. He immediately falls in love. And the love story between Wally and Eve, uh, I don't think there's a better one. It's perfect. And so he falls in love with Eve in the way that I would typically fall in love with. I've been a hopeless romantic in a high school where I see a pretty girl and then I'm like head over heels. And that's how he is. Um, and he just doesn't stop. And the one time he stops, it's because he puts her ahead of everything else. And that's what she realizes what's going on. And it's a it's a magical story. Eventually, they go up to where the humans are at, and it's Wally's a disruptor. Like he's he he causes happy chaos and uh, shakes up the world for humanity, and basically restarts our civilization. So, and he fits nicely in the Pixar uh, multiverse thing too, because he's kind of like uh, people think he might be pre cars or post cars. There's a whole thing there too, which is always fun to discuss. Oh, that is very true. You said something um, that I want to touch on because it just reminded me of someone that we know very well. And you described Wally as happy chaos. Mm-hmm. And um, looking at the two of you on my screen right now, I feel like that may just describe somebody's recordings. And I feel <laughs> like it's a compliment. So you're not getting fired. You're happy chaos. I'm happy. I'm your Wally, Frankie. And you just didn't know. Yeah. And you're my Eve. No, I'm, just I'm the roach hills. that you seem to keep driving over. That's what it is. That's what it is. I'm the roach that's like, hey, how's it going? Also, you crunch me down. Yeah. Okay, so, um, so Frank, you yes. clearly are a huge Wally fan. Um, when is the first time you remember watching Wally? Okay, so I worked at Toys R Us. Actually, you were there as well, so you know. Uh, I worked yes, at I Toys R Us, and you guys who don't know. I've shopped in the Husky department for a long time in my life, right? I've always been always been the, the fat kid, right? So when this movie came out and I was working at Toys R Us, people were buying the Wally toys. And there's this thing that would happen. I would always catch it where people were buying the Wally toys and they were almost like making excuses for it. And they would buy these toys and they'd be like, oh, this movie was good, but I didn't like how they treated the overweight people. I didn't like that. And it was like, okay, I get what you're doing. You're overcorrecting in front of me and I don't give a shit, first of all. <laughs> so I kind of avoided the movie at first because I was like, this sounds like it's bashing on fat people. Not that I did see that. So, um, but there was a little thing I did at Star at Toys R Us, which I don't think I've talked about often or at all. 
um, where I got every Disney movie and I got it ahead of time. And so, of course, Wally was on the list and I got Wally uh, ahead of time and I ended up watching it and was just blown away tenfold. And one of the things that really speaking of of that fat kid thing is one of the best parts about the show, about this movie, is one of the heroes, the captain, is clearly overweight and but he's not uh, he's a hero, but he's not a comedic hero. He's just a hero. There are some things that could be, you know, joked about like, ha ha ha, he has a hard time getting up. But it's not like they're extending the shot on that or anything like that. Like he's just doing his thing and he's trying his best. And yeah, he's overweight. It's like a secondary thing, not the thing that's everything to him. Yeah. So I, that was a good part about the show. So that's why like originally I watched it when I was at Toys R Us and um, I got it on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. Those were the days. Um, Sarah, do you remember the first time you watched Wally? Is this the first time you've watched Wally? That'd be crazy. I do remember the first time I watched Wally. This isn't my first time. Wally, this is where I'm getting fired. Oh. I don't like. Okay, I don't not like Wally. Wally's not one of my favorites. That's fine. By yeah. any means, like the first time I wow, he said that's fine. It, but he did write something down. Yeah. Um, that's I saw going a check, on the val- eval. I saw a check mark with that red pen. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like the first time I watched Wally, I fell asleep. Okay. Like I do remember when it first came out, I turned it on for my little brother and sister at the time, and I ended up falling asleep during Wally. And then I feel like it took me a couple times since then to watch it straight. And then. Even now when I'm watching it, I feel like I'm watching a long Disney short. I can see that. That's a good analysis of it. That's that is. And that's what I'm like. Okay, it takes literally because I was like. Pausing and starting and stopping it as I'm watching it, you don't get really any sort of. Plot, I guess, like a major plot or the kind of like the Mm. conflict or. You don't get that until 44 minutes into the movie. What is the the thing that we're trying to overcome in the first half of the movie to you? Oh, to me, I would say it's first, like, you could break it down into smaller pieces, which yeah. is why I think it's the Disney short. Yeah, that's But I true. think Wally is trying to capture the attention and the love of Eve. Like, yeah. that's kind of the major point of the first part. And then it's also, like, the underlying what you're not really the subconscious villain is the mess that was made of this earth. And like Wally is the last of his kind Mm -hmm. trying to still clean up faithfully in his duty or what he's programmed to do to compact the trash to make earth livable again. Yeah, you're right. I I think that that's one of the reasons I like that first half of the movie so much. I actually like the first 22 minutes of this movie, 23 minutes of this movie more than any part of it. Um, when he's fully just in full pursuit and it's just so well done, I think, in my opinion. Um, and I, what I like about the overall movie, though, is it's constantly building on Wally trying everything until they get to the dance. And then all of a sudden you see, oh, hold on, these two can connect. And you start to finally see the peak collapse and eventually it hits its full steam ahead when Eve changes her perception. And so I feel like that's why I I, I was wondering if if. I think for some people, they might see that, oh, the AI that loses control is the focus of the main villain. The AI is in the way. It's not the main villain of this story. 
It's the pursuit I, I would of love. consider that a, a like a subplot. Yeah, is the AI. Yeah, yeah I, agree. I think that some people are just like offhandedly like, oh yeah, it's the AI, and try to keep them like no. Honestly, that could be removed from the movie. It's all about trying to convey love in between very different worlds. It's almost a Romeo and Juliet, but there's no Capulets, you know. And it's it's <laughs> it's you know. There's no guns, which I mean, you don't yeah. have a good gun scene. No, what's the point? <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. And that's right. from the Leo DiCaprio Romeo. No. <laughs> and, 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 and you know what? Hell of a good movie. That shit blew my mind when I watched it. I know Squeaks, your husband, likes it too. That that's is awesome. like he fangirls over that yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. That's for sure. Oh, man. I love it. Um, so I will say I remember watching this movie a, a while back, probably a couple of years after it came back. It wasn't like on my hot list of things to watch right away. Um, but for me, it was not a, um, it wasn't memorable. Like it wasn't something that I've had to watch continuously, watch again, watch yearly. Um, but I don't remember disliking the movie for any type of reason. I will say as an adult and a mother of four, I did have a hard time watching this movie. And when I take out how busy I am, the beginning of the movie is beautiful, but because there's no words, I kept missing it because I'm trying to do something in the kitchen. Like I'm always moving like, and I feel like Sarah, you could definitely relate to that. Um, Frank, you have pets, like pets are like kids. Like, you know, you sit down and you think you're going to relax and then a baby needs a diaper and somebody wants dessert and we forgot to turn the stove off. And during a typical movie, you're hearing what's going on. So it's like not a big deal. And um, I really did have to rewatch the beginning a couple of times because sitting down solidly for 23 minutes is not something I get to do all the time. Which you got to do. You got to do like mm-hmm. me. Like you were saying, with the, I put mine outside and lock the door. Same thing for you. Because, hey, <laughs> you know lock the door, kids. I'm watching Wally. All of them. Take- Just put their put their food in a bowl. It's fine. It's yeah. community. Don't fight over it. Don't fight. Yeah. <laughs> Slow down. Slow down. You're gonna choke. Yeah. It's exactly. fine. My my dog. We had to get a maze bowl for because she eats. Too I have fast. one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll just you know they can yeah. all share that one. But so I did have a hard time watching the beginning only because I don't. I just can't sit. Like I'm always doing something. Yeah. Laund- switching the mm-hmm. laundry. Anything. Um. So I That's did a have crazy to... good point. Sorry, just to interrupt you real fast. It's such a good point that I think I got to almost apologize, almost apologize to Sarah for because <laughs> in in my situation, what I did when I watched this movie just now, you know, a couple days ago, and often it is I shut off the world and I like okay, focus on this. So yeah, so when I'm watching this movie, I focus on the movie. I purposely make sure my phone is not near me and I, I give it my full attention because it does have so many small little quirks that make the story, make the characters. So. Yeah, in a busier life where you don't have that option, I could totally see now where, yeah, you just can't. So you guys are right. I, I, that's something I missed. You're right. The other problem I had is um, my amazing husband. I have to make sure I say all nice things because he listens to all of these. <laughs> my really amazing huh? husband um, told my children there was no words. And so I could not get one of my kids to watch it. And Chesney's recording tomorrow and she has to watch it tomorrow. Because she's having uh, she's having trouble getting her mind ready to watch a movie that she feel like feels like has no words. So I've told her yeah. like it does have words. I'll watch it with you. Um, 
But that was the hard part is just like I didn't realize how like I really watched the beginning like three or four times to finally get everything I was missing. Yeah. It's very subtle. Like I, there's a lot that I think dialogue wise that are happening non-verbally in mm-hmm. there that you have to like, like just the simple thing of like, where does a spork go? He puts it in between a fork and a spoon. That's a, that's a laughable yeah. joke, but sh- nobody says a word. So it's so hard to, to catch everything like that. And um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I do like, I love Wally the character. Oh, Wally yeah. the movie. Yeah. Meh, like Eve, she a little bit of a bitch. I'm just, but I'm gonna say it. I know. Yeah. I know, I'm rooting I know, for her though. Her, so it's, it's so funny. You're right though. Yeah. But I'm rooting but for her. she a bitch. And she just always, she condescending on my boy Wally. Yeah. She always yelling at him, acting out of pocket. And I go, hey, you like, I want to take her to like couples counseling. Yeah. Cause I'm like, Eve, if you want this relationship to work, like you have to give back to Wally. And so that's where I want to fight a bitch a little bit. She's like the but mean girl. She's like the mean head cheerleader she with the not yeah. far boyfriend. And she's like putting him down, but dragging him along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It reminds and he's me- like friend with a conquer- cockroach. Uh. Yeah. You know, he's, he's <laughs> totally in the friend zone for a very long time. That damn friend yeah. zone. But you guys notice this kind of <laughs> falls in line. Their relationship falls in line with like 90s romantic comedies a lot or like Wonder yes. Years. Where you have Agreed. that boy who's like, this is, you know, this is Wendy. I'm going I'm, to, I'm Fred Savage. I'm going for Wendy this entire seven seasons or whatever it is. And it takes until like season six for Wendy to realize like, oh, snap, the kid next door who was there that put the jacket on me in first episode. Oh my God, I'm going to lose it. That's such a good show. Anyways, um, <laughs> I need, I should be turning to him. And so I think there's something there that it's like she was just oblivious, not malicious. And... I props to well, she's just you know, her seeing it, but also go ahead, go go through saying there, Sarah. What do you think? No, like she's just focused on her own assignment. I mean, right. they're like, yeah, you can't knock her the, for it. They're they're robots first, which I guess you know you can't knock a career driven woman. Like, yeah, yeah. don't get in my way because this is kind of the path I have to go to achieve success. Yeah, and so Wally, that happy chaos, um. He's just like, but I love you. Yeah. Question for you guys, because my perspective is, is skewed on this. Is Wally problematic in the fact that he constantly pursues? Could he be seen as a stalker? Ooh. Well, she doesn't outright ever say no, but I guess like, but is it like no doesn't have to be said? I mean, she's a robot. Right. If, she if, really if a dude no. follows a yeah. woman from like mall to McDonald's yeah. to, you know, mm. that's a, and then to her house because he goes back that's to on the ship vibes. with her, you know? Yeah. I was just wondering. So, yeah, that's actually creep vibes. I would say. Yeah. yeah so I think in the beginning, yes. Um, okay. when she's first finding her footing, but then after that, I think she's doing the, like, I want you. I don't want you. I want you. I don't want you. Yeah. I want you. So like in the beginning, like if you take out the rest of the movie, like, I mean, he was a little creepy. Like he was, yeah. A little Hashtag dusty robot. Wally. I get it. Yeah. Ha- yes. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag me too. Like, yeah. Get out of here. Um, but when it when it follows, it, when it's followed with her doing that, I want you, I don't want you, then it's like, eh, you know what? I'm gonna give him a pass because she played dirty. So she be playing games. As as a mother to a son, do you talk to your son about something like that, maybe? Or is this or do you just like it's a Pixar movie? I don't need to worry about it. No, I'm crazy. Like, honestly, um, 
I, you know how like when you have a baby boy, like, well, actually you have girls and, well, I mean, you have a, a nephew who's a baby boy. Yeah. Everyone yeah. goes, oh, he's so cute. He's going to be a heartbreaker. He's going to whatever. I actually um, have always corrected people mm-hmm. and explained to them, like, actually he's not. If he's going to yeah. break a heart, it's simply going to be because someone's interested in him and he's let them know that he's not. But it's yeah. not because he's going to go around purposely like breaking hearts because that's not who I'm going to raise. Um, like even Huck, like he's so cute in personality. And I know people say it like as a compliment, but as a woman who's had my heart broken by like men who string you along and then let you go, I absolutely refuse to let it be said as a compliment because I feel like we let that be the normal. And then when it's happening to us, we go, why does this happen? Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I actually do correct people when it comes to my kids. And my son's only in fifth grade, like my oldest son. Um, but like, I've even talked to him about like little things like, you know, we, I tell him all the time, like we don't date it's elementary school. You don't have a girlfriend, like you can have a crush, but like my kids are very aware of like my body, my choice, their body, their choice. If you're in someone's personal space and they ask for space, give it to them. Um, I also reinforce with them like self-love and self-respect. So Mm -hmm. if you're giving someone, even your friends attention and they're not reciprocating, Unless it works for them. So like if one day they're not including you in a game because they're playing with maybe other friends who aren't as fond of you. And then the next day that friend's absent. So now they're going to play with you like those aren't the people you want to hang out with. Um, So I teach my kids both. I feel like I teach them self-love and self-respect. And then I teach them boundaries and space and how to respect other people's spots. In this case, do you feel like this is a good way, good way of teaching consent? Um. I think it could be um, yes and no. So it could Mm -hmm. be in the sense that like you could like say I'm watching the movie with, you know, Buster, even Chesney. It doesn't matter these days and age. Um, You know, you could say, see how he's pursuing and she's not interested. Like this is a good time to stop. The problem is that when you continue to watch the movie, then she starts reciprocating. So it almost it almost actually would do the opposite where Buster is so smart. This kid's going to be like a lawyer. He's so intellectually smart and he picks up on everything and he's so literal that if in the beginning I tried to use this movie to teach him that 45 minutes in, he would go, mom, you said he should have stopped. But now look, they're in love. He went for what he wanted and now they're in love. And and he would pick that up. So I don't think this movie is the best to teach the, you know, asking for consent. Um, But I think if you just did the first 23 minutes, it would be a good what not to do. (laughs) I'm just wondering. Yeah, yeah. So, damn, 23 minutes. I wonder if that damn question man. has come up to anybody. I think, hey, listeners, if you guys are listening to this and your kids have ever asked, like, I just don't know. You know, I'm just wondering as as an outside observer, when would you, how, if this is something that you could use to bring that up? Because I don't know if, I don't know if that message comes across well anymore. This thing came out a while ago. I think if it came out today, they mm-hmm. might have put something even in where they might have, sh- I think they would have had Eve show affection earlier. So earlier. that his pursuit isn't one so side. So creepy. creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you know, earlier you referred to it as like a 90s, like, you know, sitcom rom-com. Right. And it's so funny you brought that up because one thing that like I really noticed is I felt like they were cleaning up the earth that we live on now. Like he had the Rubik's Cube yeah. and the game system mm-hmm. and, and like he was rewinding the um, like VHS, like it all felt very much like our childhood. So it, it makes sense that they're mimicking 
a relationship that's something we would watch. Like it all kind of just tied in, I felt like. Yeah. Yeah, being able to recognize I, those things. Like I feel like Wally is directed for adults. I, I would that's say, it I, right I, there. It is it isn't it was like, yeah, we can sugarcoat it as like a kid's movie, but like it's no little mermaid. It's no like it doesn't have that kind of pull in like the fun, catchy songs. Like the songs are old school. Wally oh, is based so off cool of Charlie Chat. Oh, love it. Yeah. Like yeah. Wally and I, we can kick it and watch yeah. some like Aubrey Hepburn Audrey Hepburn movies, like yeah. uh sign me up. The Wally. song that now does not belong to Oh Hello Dolly that you know uh yes. put on your Sunday clothes now belongs to Wally in my head. And uh Absolutely. Yeah, it's so good. Which Frank go ahead and put it in right here. Editor Frank, you're gonna put it right here. Listen, Barnaby Put on your Sunday clothes, there's lots of world out there. Get out the brilliant teen and okay. dimes. Is there anything cars. else from the planet phase that you guys wanted to, uh, to discuss before we get into space? In the evening air. No. Girls in white in a I mean, I no, just. Go ahead. I love how they found the plant. Like, I just. So cute. And he put it in a boot. And it was just like. I think that's what I do enjoy about the movie are the little things that Wally does find, like yeah. finding the sport, finding like it's so hitchy and like fun and just you're you were right when you touched on it earlier, Frankie, like it's um, little laughs yeah. that you have to be like paying attention to to catch. And it's like, oh, like the fork instantly trick or the spork, spork instantly triggered my mind to like a little mermaid reference. Right, right, Same. right. And and a dingle hopper. Yeah. That's why I do think that I don't know when I finally get my kids to watch this if they'll enjoy it like I did because like the um the Zippo lighter he found and he, right. then when he mm-hmm. put it up there was like he had a, t- a whole thing of them. Mm-hmm. My kids are going to be like what's so big about that? But when I was younger, I remember like oh, that yeah. like if you could I don't know if either of you remember this, but if you could get a Zippo and go to like a pair of jeans and like hit mm-hmm. it one way to open the lid and then hit it the other way and light it, you were like yeah. The coolest one. Yes. It's like mastering a butterfly knife. If you could get that flip yes. to be just right, you're like, I am awesome. Exactly. Um, exactly. So like I don't know that like my kids will get all those references to find the little bits that keep watching that keep you watching like like we did. The thing I will say is there are some great um hidden Mickeys in this. Mm-hmm. And I think if I let my kids know what they are ahead of time, they will have fun looking for them. And I think that's that an interesting might keep idea going. Mm-hmm. So maybe in a future movie that you might know is going to be more tailored to adults and, and slower paced, but we could run that experiment. I think that would be very interesting for, for people to give a shot. And if any listeners do that, let us know how that works out. That'd be really cool. Yeah. This movie is great. Sorry, just real quick. I was just no, thinking about good. how we we're talking about how subtle it is. Just the fact that his eyes, when he's not conscious later on and he's in robot form, are straight. They're, they're, you mm-hmm. know, and then all of a sudden, as soon as you see Wally kicks in, they slant a little bit. And it's almost like my personality. I want to be on the right, on the, on the art team for this. I want to check it out. It's the same thing that they did for Finding Nemo. The little subtleties that they had to put in because it was hard to like explain that, that this fish is there, but the way the fish swims is showing uh, uh, running. And this one's showing that it's lost. Yeah. And it's like, Super it's cars difficult that way yeah 
it's cars. It's the way they animated cars to have all of yeah. these different emotions and reactions. And you could always tell who was angry and who was happy and, you know, who was racing and who was going slow and who like wasn't feeling well and sluggish and another dusty ass movie. Yeah. You know, I, I think dust. this. Uh, I think these Pixar kids. I think they're good. I think they'll be okay. I think this. I think this industry is good. I think these guys are gonna be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Pixar and their dust movies yeah. are redeeming themselves for the children. Do you think that plants oh, represented anything? I, I I got a real like. This is hope. Like this is that was the idea. So the during the pursuit later on in the movie, it was like we have to keep hope alive. We have to make sure it gets to the soul of the ship. You know, it felt like that was you know the hope of Earth. I felt like. Um, Sarah mentioned earlier, it, it takes so long to get to the peak and like not knowing kind of like almost like not knowing I have to read what a movie's about before I watch it so that I know oh, what really? I'm looking for. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, Paul will put on a show and I'm like, what's this about? I need more info. And he's like, I've watched it as long as you. And I'm like, yeah, but you can IMDB it and find out what the plot is. Like, I need the plot. Oh, um, wow. I couldn't watch movies I, with I, you. <laughs> I just, I just need to know like a little guideline of like what I'm watching about. Um, and so if you don't read that for me, that plant was the turning point of the whole movie. Like that's when you feel like, oh shit, this plant's important. Like this little green plant, like this is like, I felt like, oh, this is something important. This is life. This is hope. This is to me, that was the peak of the movie. It's the first green in the entire movie. Mm -hmm. I don't show any good for that. But I feel like. I mean, you know that from Eve's perspective, but I feel like you don't really get the importance of the plant until they get back. Yeah, but I do like how it shows to me, it shows how relationships thrive or can survive is it doesn't mean anything to Wally, but he sees how much it means to Eve. And by the Mm -hmm. end, he's willing to die to make sure that Eve protects that plant because he knows how important it is to Eve, which is like, yes, like not that to die is not necessarily the right part of this, but. The fact that you care about something because somebody you love cares about it, I think is one of the many facets that make a relationship last or even be possible. Do you yes. hear that? Do you hear that, Paul and Eddie? Do you hear that? <laughs> the single guy telling same- you how to do things, y'all. <laughs> Thank you. Watch Bali. Watch Wonder Years. That's my that's everything up here, folks. Oh, <laughs> you gotta Wonder get Years. that Wendy. Oh, wow. <laughs> I loved Wonder Years. <laughs> oh my god. Um this movie's got some amazing visuals. Sorry, I'm kind of taking the I'm talking too much here. You're uh, fine. The- you know what? It's great because I am not as passionate about this movie as you. So <laughs> everything you're asking, I'm like, oh, that is such a good question. So please ask your questions mm-hmm. to us. This movie has so many wonderful visuals that I truly love. We start with the beginning, having that dusty feel that Sarah hates, gives her the cooties. And then all of a sudden we get into space and we get bright lights. Saturn, for some reason, has blue rings, which it doesn't actually have. And everything's just super cool. (laughs) It totally shows that, like, humanity has moved beyond to a a better future. And the idea that it's imperfect up there as well, I think, shows that it doesn't leave. It doesn't stay on Earth. That comes with us, the imperfections. And I really like that part, part about that. Was there any visuals in this that really stood out to you guys? There's a few for me, of course. I mean, I I love the the space dance. I think that yes. is such my favorite part. Beautifully choreographed. Um, even like the panoramic scenes, like where you just kind of the first intro of like the garbage city, the dust. Yeah. Um, like that's beautiful and just. When Wally is going through, like, hanging on, trying to, like, stay with Eve, hanging on to the spaceship and, like, going through and he's, like, 
in the air touching the rings or the crystals from the rings. I think like all of that is just visually beautiful. Yeah. And the fat the, like the fat little people. Yeah. yeah. That just beautiful. <laughs> I I yeah. agree. And it and um it's so funny because something you touched on earlier was kind of waiting to watch the movie because it sounded like it was going to be just based around being overweight and obese. Yeah. And though that part definitely touched on it, it was not my main focus. Mm-hmm. When when the, everything was so aesthetically pleasing that like my main focus was like, oh, look at all these chairs moving. Look at yeah. them being served. Well oiled, look at, you know. Yeah, like it was just everything was so even that you're not focusing on just like one aspect of of what it could be. Yeah. Um, I actually would like was imagining like, God, it would just be so nice to be there for like three days. Like, where can yeah. I find this three day vacation? Like, how do I get that chair? All, in- <laughs> all inclusive. <laughs> I need an all inclusive. Don't have to get a chair. Yeah. Um, that also serves yes. me food and drinks, and like I need this in my how life. They- how they go potty though? I mean, give me a catheter. See, Wally did not find that room. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even want to know. I have questions. It's, I need to know. The bottom of the where chair, that shit going. The bottom a, of the chairs drop out. Yeah. The, there's a buried nineties Whoopi Goldberg movie where she plays a knight. She goes back in time and plays a knight. And uh, to go to the bathroom when they're in the suit of armor, she just stands there, and pisses herself <laughs> while they pour water on her. It's probably that. I do. I do remember that. Yeah. Oh man. I like so so going back to the visual that I was bringing up uh, and we'll touch on all of them of course and and apparently I'm, I'm going to just keep talking I'm sorry about that but I love um, it. So yeah, so they leave that dirty planet, they come to a clean clean ship and then we see through Wally's perspective, they have giant trash heap underneath. The Wallies are there, they're they're still active so it's like mm-hmm. now we're just hiding our garbage. And I like how it's not a Wally problem. Like he he actually creates beauty on Earth where there shouldn't be any at this point, and yet when you come here and you see that they're just hiding trash and just getting constantly burnt, it's like oh man, that's humans got to change, not the planet, you know? Right. It um it kind of gives you the grass isn't greener, like grass is greener where you water it. It really gives you that vibe, like you know these humans think like we're leaving this trashy Earth behind. We're gonna go somewhere else where it's better. And then you're seeing that, like, yeah, like, on the outside looking in, it's better. Just like when you're having a rough time at home, your neighbor's house looks better than yours. But, like, the grass is greener where you water it. So when you work on your house, it's actually going to get stronger and better. And and when you, you know, stop worrying about someone else's. And and that's that's what that part of the movie, like, really reminded me of is, you know, the humans were moving the problem with us. Right. Right. You know, you're the problem. Mm-hmm. Like, you're the problem. Yeah, and, exactly. And, yeah. Until you fix yourself, you're going to just keep ruining everywhere you go. Yeah. Well, and I think it was more of like, don't know what you don't know. Like until Wally knocked that girl's screen, she didn't know there was more until like. And so that's where it was. Oh, until like the captain when he was, you know. What's a farm? Yeah. What's a, and you know, there's yeah. 700 years removed from home. So that was essentially all they know. They were those babies learning from the robot, having essentially no human connection. And so I think it's more of if we start gaining knowledge and acquiring things, um, different pieces, 
then we can expand and know, hey, wait a second. It was actually very beautiful on Earth. We just, you know, we took 700 years because we allowed ourselves to become ignorant to what it was. Yeah. And so that's where it was like, you need to continually put yourself in that growth mindset to like, we can always be learning and evolving. And not and not staying in our routines. I think that's one thing that we definitely see with the people who are on the Axiom. There's a routine. All of a sudden, oh, there's a blue suit out. Everybody changes to blue. And Wally comes in. And that's must, And if you think of like the Earth left behind is very close to the Earth that we have now, right? And we all have our routines. Look, you know, Amazing Race starts this time. I'm going to watch. I, it's what I do every time type of thing, right? And that consumer lifestyle eventually will lead to a ruined planet if we don't stop and change or try to improve or just change our lives. And Wally, this disruptor comes in, and even the robots are changed. As soon as anybody who comes in contact with Wally changes, generally for the better, too. And I think that's because he's just something different. And it's like, hey, go out there, try something different. And it, it could be better for mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah. I agree. Speaking of that, Wally. speaking of that dance, one thing I really liked about that that space dance is the entire time Eve is clearly more mobile than Wally. And so there was mm-hmm. this this, this they were almost separated by their technology, right? But in space, him with that fire hydrant, which there's a really great Funko Pop on the way of him with that fire hydrant. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, of course I had to get it. Um, all of a sudden, they're at the same pace. And then you see, like, they did a really good job visually where she's, her Wait, aura hold on, is blue. hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. Wait, did you just make a mistake, boss? I doubt it. That never happens. Is it a fire hydrant or a fire oh, extinguisher? Shit. Well, guess what? I'm going to edit this episode and I'm never going to say that wrong. I was just going to say that. <laughs> now I got to keep it that. in, damn it. The fire extinguisher. But yeah, so. Okay, thank you. Her, her, I want this to be yeah, a thing. It'll be a thing. Her aura that's coming off of her is blue. His is white. And like you could see them intertwining. And I just think that's a really good example of like that immediate, that moment when you're falling in love when all of a sudden it's like nothing else exists and you guys are just becoming one. I think. We saw that in the trail they were leaving behind. Like those two, the trail itself was like showing you like these two guys are getting closer and closer and in sync. I thought that was just a really cool visual effect. So beautiful. Yeah. So speaking of that scene, because that was literally my favorite scene of oh, like yeah. the whole movie. Like it was beautiful. It was funny. Like it had a lot of emotion in it. So I'm killing myself right now because I thought that I wrote down the name and I didn't. Mm-hmm. But when they were trying to figure out like that scene um, and they were working on the movie, all the directors and stuff, they were talking to each other and they were trying to figure out like, would a fire extinguisher actually work like that in space? Would it actually push you around? And when interviewed later on and asked like one of the, someone who was working on the movie, like, like how did you decide? He goes, Oh, we blew budget and took a fire extinguisher to, to space to find out. And I thought like, that's that so cool. Is, that's Disney that's like right literally, there. Literally, I was just going to say, like, that's the Disney magic we talk yeah. about. Like, every episode, even on movies that, like, we're not in love with, like, we still can never downplay the amount of Disney magic put into it. Like, they want it to be, everything to be so on it and so, like, perfect. Like, you took a fire extinguisher to, to space I just, and you danced around to see if it would to work. To see how that conversation went. Like, yeah. hey. Steven, guess what? I have a great idea. Let's okay. We I need to take a fire extinguisher into space. And he's like, no, yeah. no, no, no. But seriously, a fire extinguisher. I just 
I want to be in those meetings. Like, did they have to ask the mouse? Like, they probably went to Walt's frozen head and they're like, hey, Walt, here's the plan. Yeah. And and by the way, that means it's the greatest collectible ever. There's an extinguisher just like floating in space somewhere right now. That's space of Walt. There's a, um, there's like the eight ball from Toy Story is next to Walt's head. And he's like, Walt, can we take this fire extinguisher to save? But it was funny because when they did the interview and he goes, you know, so what'd you guys do or whatever? He goes, well, we blew budget. We went to space. And I was like, that is so funny. And like, I feel like now, like everyone's going to space, right? Like Elon Musk is going to like, whoever has some money is going to space. But I feel like even, even though Wally's not super old at that time, it wasn't just like we were taking people to space. No, that was after the shuttle program was done, I believe. So yeah, it was really hard. yeah, Yeah. So it's just like, so crazy to me that like, like when you think of it like that, like when you put yeah. yourself back, like, oh, it wasn't the normal to just like, I think I want to go to space today. Yeah. Um, like they really went all out to make sure they were getting it correct. And then they raised Disneyland tickets by like $200. That oh, I'm day. sure. Like, and people paid okay, it. Okay, well, we could. Sh- I'm sure. Yeah. Shut up. I would do it every day. <laughs> right. Let's go. Yeah. Let's talk about the fact that we have, you know, all these overweight people going around, all the fat people going around. Uh, they explain it within the context of the story that it's the microgravity affecting bone development. And we see that even with our own astronauts when they come back. They can't walk when they come back after like a year in space. I thought that was a very tactful way to explain the weight gain. But also, visually, of course, you're putting it to that like, oh, they got, you know, big gulps in their mouths and stuff like that, of course. Yeah. So I think there was like multiple ways of explaining that these people would be overweight just so that the... The after movie, like kind of the credits or whatever, you're starting to see that the progress, they, they lose weight again, but it's it's not the focus. It's not their focus. It's returning to Earth. It's building Earth back is what made them lose the weight. So I like the way they, they handled the overweightness. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I agree. Um, I, I really, I think they did it so tactfully that it's not like making fun of part of, you know, the population in general who does struggle with being overweight, me right. being a, a part of that community. Um, I think that they, they did it in a sense that it was just kind of part of what happened. And then they brought it back, like you said, losing the weight, getting back to earth. They did it very tactfully, um, but also showing them like drinking sodas, not walking around, right. that type of thing. Like, hmm. It, it was also realistic because of that, but it wasn't what they were dwelling on. I will say, and I don't know like if anyone caught this or if it was like a big deal to anyone else, but like, have you ever outgrown your favorite shirt or your favorite pair of pants and you keep those and yeah. you wear them till they don't fit or you keep I them in your closet? You're talking about. Yeah, I know you're or you about. keep them in your closet because yeah. one day they're going to fit again. This captain who just yep. keeps that little jacket <laughs> buttoned around his neck. That little cape. Man. Yeah. Oh, I was vibing with him the whole time. I was like, yeah. I was about to go get my sweater upstairs, that my flannel that doesn't fit. I was about to go wear it watching this movie because I was like, hey, me too, Captain. Like, I see yeah. you. I see you. <laughs> you can make it into a little cape. Like he was ahead of his time there. Yeah. I loved that they like that they did that. Cause I feel like that is. I have a pile of clothes I'm pulling from my dresser right now of things oh, that like yeah. don't fit me, don't fit comfortably, but like I don't have the heart to get rid of yet. I've got and I've so got a like, closet of gold clothes, right? I think we, you know, we've got gold clothes oh, yes. that are like, I'll get yeah. in that someday. And it's like, okay, Frank, you know, but that's what they're there for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but what I like, like is as a just, kid, that jacket almost just looks like a cape. 
And then it's, yeah. I think you have to kind of really pay yes. attention like, oh no, that's actually the jacket the other captains are wearing. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I love that. love how they do the, when he's looking. Such um, a good visual representation. Reflecting, and you see from the 700 years, the captains that came before and literally just like the, it goes from like thin all the way to like the, the fat captain. Yeah. And it's like, it's, wow, that is how the times have changed. And it's like, okay, that was when, you know, the first captain was, you know, when like you would be moving more on earth. They had just gotten on the ship. They were just creating all these programs and the chairs and all of that. Yeah. And then that's, that's still where society went, which is essentially what they left on earth as well. Yeah. And that, that yeah. example is also a lot of how like America is going, right? Because we see that over time yeah. in general, the population has gone up in size and you know, like, it would have been easy for them to be like, oh, hey, look at all these people just like eating 500 pizzas or just like down at a pizza or something like that. But they right. still made sure to show like they are definitely not having the right habits. That guy's playing golf with a flick of his finger, which, by the way, I have done. You know, so it's like, you know, right. it totally makes sense. <laughs> I've played video game golf before plenty. Uh, do you as a Disney mom take this moment to try to explain exercise and healthy eating habits with your kids? Yeah, I mean, what? Am I at that stage with my kids? No. Mm -hmm. But would it be something to share? And like as a mom, I'm also wanting to demonstrate I have struggled my whole life with like, you know, eating healthy, being on a diet, you know, and then also like having this insane sweet tooth where like I'm probably popping like 15 M&Ms every five minutes. Like at this point, just lay the sugar out. Yeah. <laughs> She puts yeah, them in a medical bottle so and she I'll doesn't just have to share. Snort it, but like <laughs> that's that is when I will like sit and have those conversations about having a healthy lifestyle. But healthy doesn't like equate to skinny, and healthy does not equate to like being um a, like a stick. Yeah, healthy is what is dictated by your doctor at that time so if you're living healthy you're getting active yeah those people didn't the people on the ship didn't necessarily have that ability because they were never shown that ability they were never shown like hey this is actually how you play golf this is how you become so technically were they healthy yes for what is in that time and probably you know how we are always changing standards based on what the society is they were potentially healthy for what they that were society time. yeah so, and so but i would use that as a conversation with my kids and be like hey you know what can we do to change um i think i agree with what you said in the sense of um you could use it to show based on the resources they have that is what's healthy in that lifestyle um, I do have a child who struggles with being overweight and it weighs very heavily mentally um, on both of us because as his mom, I feel like I'm failing because my son is struggling with self-image and health and um, fears he's having for what his future holds for him. Um, and so I actually this past few weeks have been doing keto myself, not very good this week after, you know, Buster had a birthday, we took a few days off. Um, and you know, 
he was stoked and he was doing a modified keto with me, still low carb, but not in ketosis. Like it's not good for kids' organs. Um, so I don't know that I would ever use a movie of people overweight in a sense to encourage him to be healthy or live a healthier lifestyle because I wouldn't want him to feel compared to. Right. Um, um, I could see what you're saying. Like, if they were to bring up like, oh, man, like, look at those fat guys. I could use the same conversation you had, Sarah, which is, well, actually, for the lifestyle that, you know, the resources they have, this is what's healthy for them at this time. And then I could use the see when they get to Earth and now they could walk around more. They right. can move more. They could exercise. Now they're able to get back to a new healthy. Um, I think that that comparison would be great. I don't think that just being able to use the spaceship would be a um, positive enough talk yeah. for my children. Eve, but I, I think it would be an interesting um, at least starter point. Like, hey, you see how these guys aren't walking around much? Just going for a walk will help you. It's like kind of a good little like that's a good segue into like going out for a walk. Just a basic walk every day. I mean, I, I know as kids, we we ran around, played hide and seek in the dark like crazy. But nowadays, yeah. even that's probably not as common. Uh, you know, Fortnite's amazing. So yeah. mm-hmm. I don't blame them. So right. I think it's a good like kind of introductionary. And then is there a way to use this story? And I don't know if there is to share positive body image, because that's something that's really important for somebody who's struggling for weight. At a child or as an adult? I mean, both are very difficult. I I think so because um, I, think, I think body positivity is loving yourself regardless of your size. And mm-hmm. um, I myself forget that a lot. Like there's, there's weeks and there's months and there's, you know, a lot of time goes by that I'm like feeling very down on myself for not being able to lose weight or a shirt fitting too tight or, um, you know, like just really really just a hard kind of dark spot when it comes to body image. And then there's times that I can get myself out of my funk, like by doing really little simple things like my makeup and hair for the last three weeks, every day I've done my makeup and hair for work. And it sounds so little, but I am a bad bitch when I do my makeup and hair. And so like it's finding that niche that makes you feel good and, um, and focusing on it. And I think that that is kind of one thing that you can show in this movie is Nobody in this movie is like, oh, I'm not healthy. I hate myself. So you can't show like, look how happy these people are in the life that they're living. And then you can show when they get to earth, like, look how happy they are getting healthy. Like, it can be a fun process also. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, that's a huge thing I've always focused on with my kids is body um, positivity. And I've never, I don't body shame myself in front of my kids, or I try very hard not to. I don't body shame my children. I don't, I don't at all ever. And I try to work like, you know, with Buster, I do things that I think help. Like I make sure his hair's cut every couple of weeks. I make sure, um, you know, he has the gel to do his hair. I make sure I'm complimenting things that, cause I want to make sure he's seeing it. Yeah. And, um, you know, like I let him pick out his outfits when it's something I wouldn't wear. I try not to, unless it has holes in it. Like be like, what are you wearing? Like, yeah, yeah. no, what? What he wears, as long as it's, you know, appropriate, is um, is him loving himself. Like, it's what yeah. makes him love being him. And so I do think you can use this this part of the movie mm-hmm. to kind of show body, like, like self-love and body positivity. Because no, even the captain, like, when he's seeing how they were all smaller to larger, it, he doesn't put on this big emotion like he no longer loves himself. 
he now is motivated to, to get the plant, to get to earth, to restore it. And I think that's, I, I do think that's a very strong message. It's like they discover their why. Yeah. And I think that's what's most important is like, well, why do you want to like, first, why are you happy? And why, like, why are you, what's prompting your change? What's wanting to, to drive you even further? And for the captain, he saw what everything was on earth and how like how beautiful hoedowns were and all of those different things. And his why was restoring that happiness that he saw from all of those Google images, basically. And so he wanted to bring that happiness back to, so it's, it's like, it's really for me, it, it really isn't just body image. It's center yourself in your why. And that's like, you know, similar to what Diana said, where it's just when I talk, even my girls are little, but I also make sure that I am not focusing on their body or, you know, or like making comments like you are so gorgeous. You know, I'll make those comments, but I will also point out like you're so intel. Like that was a good decision, you know, like pointing out those things or such as, you know, when my daughter's like, you know, my daughter has a bold personality and people will say, oop, that one's going to be trouble. That one's no, I I'm raising a future leader. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, how can I channel and like help her discover that what other people may focus on or just looks and outward appearances, but really what is the why behind that? And like, why do you have such a bold personality? Oh, because you're meant to be a leader. Why, like, you know, why do people only comment on, you know, especially for kids, just how you were saying, like, Huck and Buster are going to be heartbreakers. They're children. Why are we, like, using that when it's like, what, Buster, you are smart and you are intelligent and you are a kind gentleman. And, you know, same for Huck. So it's like helping them discover that they are more yeah, than I've just always, their body image. I've never been able to, like, under fully understand why it's like, you're going to be such a heartbreaker and not, like, you are going to have one lucky spouse one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because that's a generational change gonna... though. It's so hard because yeah. just, I mean, just from our parents who are wonderful people, all of them, but you, you can tell that the way we think, and then I'm so inspired by when you see Buster and Brody and, 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 and that next generation thinking, you're like, Oh my God, you guys are at the next level. And I don't even realize it until I see a spark of it. Then I'm like, I wish I could live in your world. It's going to be so much better. And I see it there. I know we're living yeah. such dark times sometimes, but you have to see the hope that's in those kids, you know? No, I agree. Mm-hmm. Chesney's always loved, like, and this is just something little with, with self-image and, and, and love. And, um, but kind of like what you were saying, Sarah, is like, how do you um, teach your child what someone says to them is just someone's opinion and, and there's so yeah. much more. And Chesney's always loved to play with makeup. My mom sells makeup. She d- used to do live videos all the time. Oh, I lived yeah. with her for a long time <laughs> while she was doing them. Uh, my daughter loved them. And to this day, um, I-, I let her play with makeup. She doesn't get to wear it to school. She doesn't get to wear it really out of the house. Maybe some lip gloss. Um, but when she was little, and I still say it, but when she was little and she'd asked to do her makeup, she asked me one time, Mom, am I beautiful? And I was yeah. like, oh, honey, you've been beautiful. Now you're fancy. Yeah. Like, you've been beautiful. That's you don't so need good. makeup. Great Reba you're song, fancy. too. Yeah. And, right? And so that's <laughs> kind of always been like, Oh, makeup just makes us fancier. Like, yeah. because 
I I rely on makeup sometimes, and I don't want those bad tendencies. I don't want her to feel like she has to have it. Mm-hmm. You know, she like I want her to know her her self worth, her beauty, and I want her to be confident. And I want her to know like I can put on makeup because makeup's fun. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's exciting and I can wear pinks and I can wear blues and I can pull off whatever color I want, um, but I don't need it. I'm wearing it because I want to wear it. Yeah. It's a decision I'm making. No one made me feel like I need to. I'm fancy as hell right now, but like I'm beautiful without the shit. And I think that like little things like that are like niches. I start early with my kids and like, like you said, like complimenting someone outside of their appearance. I was watching a TikTok. I know it's silly, oh, I'm but all I was watching TikTok. a TikTok and- <laughs> And it was a guy who had a reel of TikToks and every day he would go to his wife and he would compliment her on something not to do with her appearance. Yeah. And so like, I think, I don't remember who, who it was, but like one of the first ones he did is like, he went up to him and he's like, man, your mom's, so, your mom must feel so lucky. And she was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And then when they got to talking about it and he goes, I just want you to know, I love you for so much more than your appearance. And like, you know, you're this great person and whatever, like your mom just must, must be so like, Proud of you and lucky that like you're her kid and that like inspired me like re-inspired me to like remind my kids like you're so good at this I think you know having a kid in school like right now you know we're having some math struggles and so we're dwelling on like hey we're struggling in math you're struggling in math you're struggling right. in math we need to fix math we need to fix math and then I have to stop sometimes and go hey I just want you to know you're fucking killing it in whatever else it is yeah. I don't care if it's recess I don't care if it's PE um, I don't care if it's the way you're talking to your siblings is positive, not in this house, but in some houses, I'm sure that siblings get along. <laughs> yeah. Gotta um, exist somewhere. But, but it's to, um, to recognize something outside of the appearance. And what I really need to work on as a, sp- as a spouse, I think is doing that with Paul. So I try to like yeah. be cognizant of things, not only he does mm-hmm. around the house, but like of things he does for me or things he does, um, that like just often go unlooked at. But I think that's great. Like well, I think that is what we need to do. You're, you're talking to Wally and Eve right there, right? Because Wally and Eve yeah. look so very different. And Wally never looks at himself like, shoot, all he does when he looks at himself is like, I want to hold hands, which is so heartwarming. But, you know, <laughs> the idea is that who cares if they look, I know we're getting so long in the tooth right now. We're getting, we're going long, but um, yeah, their appearance means nothing to Wally. And Eva's objective is what she's focused on, not necessarily on he's different than me, it's just that she's focused on something different. And so I think that's another good example of like, hey, don't compare yourself to anybody else, you know, because it doesn't matter in the long run. You be you and you try to find what makes you happy and thrive in it. You know? Have you um, seen the like he's a 10 videos? Of course. Yeah. That's what yes. like that's what you just said. Like you can't judge your appearance because he's a 10. But yeah. And everyone that but is going to change it for some people like. He's a 10, but X, Y, and Z is going to make someone a 12 and it's going to make someone else an 8. So, like, you really just can't right. compare yourself physically to anybody because some people might physically be a 4 in someone's eyes, but then in, their intellect makes them a 12. Like, you just can't and can't do it. But that's what you just said. That's what it reminded me of. Like, yeah. the, he's a 10, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think, honestly, I if, if you guys are okay with that, I think it's time to hear from Chesney at this point. Um, I think it is going to be time to hear from Chesney. Okay. Let's go, Chesney girl. Hello, everybody. How are you guys doing? Welcome back to another week of Chesney's Corner. You know that 
corner is my favorite corner. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Chesney, <laughs> tell me what movie you watched. Wally. Oh yeah. And tell me, tell me before you watched Wally, when I said, okay, Chesney, we're watching Wally this week, tell me what you really felt. I did not feel excited at all. No. No, because I knew it had no words in it. Yeah, for like the first half. But after, how did you feel? I really liked it. Did you? What was your favorite part? Um, where at the end where they got to hold hands. Ugh, stop it. You're pulling at my heartstrings. I loved that part. What's your favorite part? Okay, my favorite part was when he's in space with the um, fire extinguisher. They're like dancing and then he's like spraying it and it's like moving him all around space. Oh, that one. And you know what also part I like? What? At the beginning, if you guys didn't see, he was holding a bra and he thought it was like a mask. Yes, that was hilarious. He put it right over his eyes. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Chesney. I loved that part of it also. Tell me, um, how did Wally make you feel? It made me feel like, um, I don't know. Did it make, what did it make you feel like when you saw all that trash on earth? Made me feel, I like felt sad for them. Yeah. Like maybe we need to focus on taking care of the planet we live on. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think there were any lessons to be learned? Yeah. Like what? Like, never litter. Facts. Never litter. Now, Chesney, now that you've watched this movie, and I'm sure a lot of eight-year-olds feel like you do, in the beginning, maybe not very excited, you tell me, do they need to watch this movie, Chesney? Yeah. You think so? Mm-hmm. Tell them. You guys should watch this movie, definitely. Definitely. You heard it here on Chesney's Corner. Uh, but bye, everybody. I'll see you next week. All right, you guys. So I did my research, and there are some great hidden Mickeys in here. Mm-hmm. And before I just rattle off a few from my list, did Either one of you catch any hidden Mickeys? Not a one. I was just, I was watching the movie. I, did, I totally forgot about him. I mean, the biggest one was the A1113. I saw that okay. one. Yeah, I definitely Which, noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, yeah. see, I didn't feel like that was the biggest one. You oh, no. missed the Pizza Planet truck? Well, yeah, of course. You saw, yeah, yeah, that was an obvious one in the beginning when he's scanning. Mm-hmm. Or when she's scanning. When, yeah. Yeah, when she's scanning everything. So to me, like, that's always the one I look for because yeah. that and the A113 are in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, just to interrupt real quick, A1, so, A113, I know you guys know what it is. It's the classroom that they, they study at, at uh, in LA. But it's not just in Pixar. That's across almost all animation. It has A113 in it. You can look for it in everything. I Family Guy, absolutely everything. love that. I absolutely love that. Um, so let me see a couple other ones. Uh, Eve, she was actually designed by Apple's senior vice president, which Makes is sense. why she, which is why she looks like an Apple device. Yeah, she's like the new AirPods. Yes. Which now that I've yeah. seen it and I read that, I was like, 
oh my God, that like makes so much sense. But like when I watched it before, I, it wouldn't have dawned on me. Um, and so now I like totally get it. And the villainous autopilot, his voice is actually provided by Apple's text to speech system, Macintosh. That's that's freaking cool. Wow. I, I noticed and Sigourney I noticed Weaver. That that's what really I noticed. Cool. I was like, that's my girl Sigourney Weaver right there. Sigourney Weaver. Like, doing the I damn thing. America sleeps on Sigourney because they do she, until she shows up. Then they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's like she comes in and she's like, I'm doing the damn thing. Yeah. Yes. Love her. Um, One other thing that I actually caught before I looked it up and I highlighted it because I was so proud of myself for catching it is. Mm-hmm. One part that we haven't even talked about, and we don't have to, but it was so sweet, is when Wally's leaving to go um, yeah, the night the he meets Eve and she's asleep and he builds like a miniature statue so she's not alone. <gasps> oh, yeah. Yes. He, uses, so he uses the Pixar trademark lamp as one of the arms. Oh, that's cool. I didn't even catch that. Yeah. And so I Little thought that Luxo was really Daddy. cool. And then um, in... In the junkyard, red from Red Stream, which is like a really old 1987 movie. There's um, a bottle labeled Leak Less, mm-hmm. and that's the brand that the number 52 race car has on it in the yeah. movie Cars. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. Um, a scooter of Colette's from Ratatouille is in the waist. Um, there's a ham and a Rex trinket in the waist. And there's a doll based on Mike Wazowski. They could do so much with the garbage that's around there. It's got to be so easy to just be like, and like if one of the animators is just a Goonies fan, let's put some Goonies in there. You know, all kinds of stuff's got to be in there. Yeah, I they always do so many really cool things, and um, I I really appreciate that. And then I think I have. So I didn't realize this fun fact about Pixar until we started recording. And now anytime we do like a Pixar movie, we make sure we bring it up. But Frank, you're actually the one who who told me that in every movie, there's a nod to the movie Mm -hmm. that's coming next. So before I give the nod, do either one of you know what the movie after Wally was? Up? Yes, I was going to say, I'll give you a hint. My wedding because, like, (laughs) you know, I had some up stuff. Um, So the walking cane of um carl yeah. Fredrickson uh appeared twice in the movie god that's a perfect movie Episode. i thought about making I, huck carl for um oh that's a good idea and then so cute my very last easter egg and i'm only gonna read it because frank you said you had the movie do you still have the dvd i do yeah Okay, I need you to test this Easter egg and tell me if it works. It says, on the main menu screen, scroll down to bonus features. Once there, press left on your remote and then press up. This should highlight the BNL logo at the top of the screen. Press OK to watch a short documentary titled Geekorama about the people and robots they had working on the film. I, I'm almost positive I've seen it. I'm pretty I, sure. because I love the Blu-ray oh, special edition. Features. Yeah, it says in the Blu-ray edition, there's like a different way to get to it. But I thought that was kind of cool that um, that like there was like a hidden yeah. short in there. Because I remember and like, I, like that. I-, I know for sure I've highlighted the BNL logo and you wouldn't know it's there if you didn't go up to it. Yeah, I know for sure I've done that. So yeah. I must have watched it. Hmm. Yeah. You know what? It says in the Blu-ray, uh, it's accessed by starting the play movie position and pressing up uh, th- to the logo in the top left corner. Yeah. So yeah. Classic. 
Damn cheat codes. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So those are just a few that I that I found. Just a few of the list, and those I think ones. those are how I'm gonna get my kids to keep watching it. I'm That's a good like, idea. Can you find this? Can yeah. you find this? Can you find this? Yeah. It's um, a good idea. All right, you guys. So, boss, you know, at the end of all of our episodes, we have to ask the question: Does Wally belong in the Disney Moms Gone Wrong Hall of Fame? And everyone gets yeah. a chance to answer and defend their answer, and it is majority rules. All right, let's get let's get Sarah's out of the way then, because we know it's gonna be negative, Nancy. Okay, mine is just honest and truthful. Mm-hmm. I am one of those Disney fans. Red chick. Like, I- <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag and save Sarah. Sarah. Sarah got fired. <laughs> I'm not one of those like hype Disney fans. Yeah. Disney done goofed, it done goofed. Totally. And I will call it as I see yeah. it. Wally, as much as I love parts of Wally, it doesn't go in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. You forget about Wally. Wally is not one that is like you will use it to reference or has a great soundtrack that you're bumping oh in God, the car. It's like the like, best soundtrack, yeah. Okay, the but one not, or two songs. But it's not slapping. It's not yeah, like slapping. Not, well, yeah, you're right. It's not yeah, highway. It's, whatever the hell I want from cars. Yeah. Life is a <laughs> life dusty is a ass friggin' road. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it does not go into the Hall of Fame for me. I, for, I, for, I remember the Wally character, Wally the movie. Mm-mm. I, I feel it does me. deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. And I think we kind of broke it down in here where this is the Pixar movie that's not meant for kids. It's meant for taking your time and and really watching it, which is fine. It's just not necessarily what the company's MO is. Um, but I do feel like if you compare it, like especially you're comparing it to other Pixar movies, I think it beats Ratatouille soundly. It beats Bugs Life without mm. a blink. I mean, I think there's so many movies okay. where it really smashes on. Um, and you're getting a red check. Oh yeah, I am getting a red pen, <laughs> yeah. and I'm giving you a red check. But I think if you're if you're talking about like, I mean, all Pixar movies, there's no bad Pixar movie, right? Even Good Dinosaur is not bad, but um, I think uh, this movie in particular really is them flexing their artistic muscle and the choice in sounds, the choice of visuals, color. We didn't talk about even like the color pixie, uh design, how important that is. You note that everybody switches to blue uniforms, but as soon as Wally wakes up the two, they turn back to red. And now they stand out every time you see them visually because they've been infected by Wally, essentially. So there's all kinds of color design that's chosen in this. And I think that's something that while other movies do touch on, I think I think Wally's where they're flexing their muscle a little bit. So you know who made this movie? You know, like in high school or like in all of your friend groups, yeah. there's that one person who's a know-it-all. Yeah. And they have You're to know everything. To and they want to be like, yeah, they're like, I want to be the smartest in the room. So that's what they did. They took all of those people at Pixar because probably because everyone else was super annoyed with them. And they're like, let's create our like, let's be creative and like above the other like stupid people will not get this movie. And this is for IQ of 140. I appreciate that. because that's yeah, no. I think you're probably right. And you know what? I'm a sucker for it then because I, I, um, I'm i in for it on exactly what you're complaining about. <laughs> yeah. I feel like yeah. I, I feel like Frank has you so ramped up right now. I thought for a minute that you were going to turn in your resignation instead of wait to be fired. I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's What's the next going on plan. here? No, no, no. Because I still, <laughs> I still want to collect my... 
Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. I still want my unemployment. So, and I feel like it would like, you know how like people quiet quit and there's like the quiet oh, so firing that's oh, going God, on. Be fired up on. So that. I feel like like Frankie is trying to quiet fire me right now. Yeah, like I, maybe I have literally, if I by direction done that when I worked at Toys R Us specifically. Where you reduce the hours yeah. so much, it's like that's unlivable. They'll quit. It's shitty, guys. I know, but I was told to do it. But yeah, that's you just, retail. Yeah, yeah that's, that's retail, retail. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like he's trying to get me to quiet quit here. But I see what you're doing. And quiet no. quit such bullshit. It's just you. doing your job. She, I just want to throw that out there because it's going to drive me nuts. She sees. <laughs> she sees what you're doing, and she raises you another shitty recording. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Oh my god! Wait till we get what. I, I, the listener knows, but I'm scared to death at this point of this recording that it got bad. And I'm just, I almost did it last time. I'm just going to edit it to where it sounds like Sarah was never on the podcast. I could do that, guys. I, it might be easier than what I did last right. week. And they would know. And then again, it goes back to don't kill the imp. Yeah. That is like Tyrion, Tywin is coming back. And I love it. I love oh, it. Man. All right. I'm going to break the tie. All right. I'm going to break the tie. Mm hmm. All right, so this this I'm wasn't that hard for me. I know. <laughs> After I invited you on this um, episode, and then mm-hmm. I watched the movie, I was like, God damn, now I know what Sarah feels like every episode because I'm going to get fired when I mm. announce that I also do not think that mm. Wally belongs in, in, um, in the Hall of Fame. Let me tell you why. Today, we had the most thought-provoking conversation I've ever had about Wally. And had I felt like this when I watched the movie and, yeah. and feel like people took what, what we took now when we dissected it together out, I would go, oh, maybe it does, turning red. I felt like turning red yeah. started so many conversations immediately. I feel like Wally starts those conversations when you have someone with 140 IQ, clearly, Mm-hmm. That asks all mm-hmm. the, that asks all these questions, and you go, "Oh my god!" Like I didn't even think about it like that. Um, it's too hidden. Like the mm-hmm. messages, too, the deep messages are too hidden. Um, I think to really put it in the Hall of Fame, I don't think it's as memorable as to everyone as it is to you. Um, and I think that, I, although I love the beginning. Um, I think that it's too, it's too long. Okay. It's, it's too yeah, it's long. A, it's too long of no long dialogue. Disney short. It's too, the beginning is too long of no dialogue. I've literally um, watched the beginning who, and stopped the movie multiple times. That first yeah, 20 like, minutes. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I feel like it's too See? long with no, with no dialogue yeah. that if you're someone like me, you miss the beginning of the movie and without the beginning of the movie, the rest of the movie is great, but I feel like you do miss a good chunk of it. Guys, so, listen really to my sorry, new podcast, uh, Disney Single Dudes, Get It Right. It's coming to Geek Freaks Network. It's going to be <laughs> great. Yeah. And, and again, just putting all the nerds in one room. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why nobody sits next to you guys at yeah. lunch. <laughs> right. That's why you eat your lunch in a phone booth. Yeah. But we know no, that Wally's the- good while we're in that phone booth. <laughs> I got a picture of Wally yeah. on my Hall of Fame in there. Yeah. You oh and all God, two I of your it. friends. Yes, we're dedicated, <laughs> damn it. We're sitting there singing Hello Dolly to each other, damn it. Yeah. Now, now listen, this is the part where we 
announce what movie's coming next. And it's Susie's pick. And mm-hmm. she's not here to announce her movie. So we reached out to her via all of our top secret gadgets or our iPhones. Oh, yeah. And, um, <laughs> to, to, fi- yep. to find out what movie. That way you guys weren't left on the edge of your seats just trying to find out. So, Sarah, what are we watching and reviewing We now? are having the pleasure or not pleasure, because Frank probably doesn't like this movie. I don't know. We'll um, but we <laughs> we are going to be reviewing Monsters, Inc. Oh, I like Monsters, I Inc. I haven't seen Monsters University, but I like Monsters, Inc. Watch um, it. You need it's to. It's a good one. Watch, Watch it. it. It's you need it to. I think Monsters is such like, this is the beginning of spooky season, guys. Yeah. Like, we're just, this is the tip. And, you know, all it takes is the tip for fall to come. And yes. the tip for other things to happen. But <laughs> I have four of those. I have four of those other things. It's weird. Four oh, tips. Man. Four freaking tips. You guys should do like villain focused <laughs> episodes for the next month. We, I think we've talked about that. We have Hocus Pocus on our list of, of things we want to throw out there. Hocus Pocus 2. Do that. What's that? Halloween um, Town or whatever. Halloween and, Town. And under wraps. So, oh my God. You Frank, guys got all kinds of options. Uh, Frank, somebody sitting on the screen right now doesn't watch Halloween Town. It's not me. I'm Are not you a, serious? That's not. Did you see who is in that town? They didn't have. They didn't have colors in that town, and oh so my God. it was not marketed. I was too goddamn privileged <laughs> to catch it. Son of a bitch! I, I hate when that happens to me. It happened. I hate that so much. Like you didn't notice there wasn't any white people or whatever, vice versa. And I'm like, ah, sorry. I get it now. Uh huh. struggle. I'm, so- I'm sorry. Halloween Town was not a town I was invited Let's talk to. Talk about Pocahontas again, then, Sarah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Nightmare Before you were Christmas. Represented with John Smith. Be quiet. <laughs> oh my God, we got to end this quick before we get canceled. Oh man, yeah. So we have we do have a list like a Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh the my Hocus god, Focus, yes, Hocus so Focus good. Two is coming out. So we have. I think we're gonna um, God. I can't start wait for with these. Monsters Inc. and switch into the next. You know, few sets of all spooky season movies. You got to end dun, with dun, the dun. the Nightmare Before Christmas because then it boom shifts into the Christmas season. It I, leads I, out, then it goes yes. into holiday. I think so. Yeah. I think you're right. That's gonna be all our right, Halloween well, episode. That's good. All right, you guys, thank you for listening. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Disney Moms Gone Wrong. Follow us on Twitter at DMGW. Yeah, podcast. I had to make sure I had the acronym right. And uh, make sure mm-hmm. you catch our boss on Geek, Geek Freak Podcast. Uh, he is running all kinds of shows. They are great. The um, Outlast podcast, podcast. podcast Outlast starts the 15th, yeah. Starts the 15th, so Season make sure we're getting on seven. the new ones, you guys. Ooh, see, wow. That's Can exciting. Can we have, like, a podcast of just probably one person in the world would listen to it, and it would be myself, but, like, a big brother. We've had requests it was never- of that for, from Outlast Podcast, but neither of us <gasps> watch Big Brother. So we're like, and, I, and we have guys. Big brother. Oh my god! I like literally have All guys right. that are like, I wish you'd watch Big Brother because you like Survivors and Amazing Race so much. And I'm like, I love Big Brother. You know why? Because I like this is a complete tangent. I could actually, I think I could win Big Brother. It is the laziest reality show in the world, and I am about it. Like all you do is lay on a couch talk shit to other people and then like Mario Party just play a couple mini games yeah. like I can do it if it wasn't for the challenges it. I think I could win Survivor like the social game part of it I think I got down I mean that yeah I've watched all 43 seasons and analyzed them so yeah <laughs> but 
I always watch Naked and Afraid and I'm like, you guys are really living on day three. Like, are you serious? And then I remember like, I can't walk outside without shoes on because it hurts my feet and I would last three minutes. Because so. <laughs> uh, that's my, mine and Paul's show is Naked and Afraid. But I am committed to watching Survivor this season. Good. Um, I've never watched it. So I'm really excited to watch it as if I've, I mean, I've never seen it before. That's crazy, yeah. Um, 43 and then, seasons and then I in. Listen to, yeah, and then I want to listen to the podcast and like, Kind of see mm-hmm. how I how I feel with it, um, and apparently now I'm watching Big Brother so that me and Sarah can start that podcast as well. So um, I'll be working on that. Um, so there's that. You guys, when you open your phones and you find your favorite Purple Podcast app and you scroll down to the Disney Moms after you click on our episode and you start listening, scroll a little farther, drop us a review, let us know how we're doing. We love to see five stars. Hashtag Save Sarah. Let her keep mm-hmm. her job. Every review we get. Erases one of those red checks she got today, and it she looks got a like good chunk his pin. It looks like his pin ran out of ink. Yeah. So make sure. You know what? <laughs> I look good in red. That's all mm-hmm. I'm gonna say. <laughs> How about pink? That has a pink slip. Uh, yeah. Oh, for a new uh, car? Because I'll take one of those. Yeah. Oh wait, yeah, pink slip. That's for cars ownership. Let's cancel this. Let's end this thing. No, that's what they give. <laughs> Isn't pink slips what they give teachers too? Or like factory workers when they're downsizing, isn't that also? That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you're mm-hmm. right. Yeah, but we're yeah, also so racing right. for pinks. Yeah. Yeah. So, why are we? Why are we not talking about this on a social level? Interesting. Wow. This, well, this thank you so much. Right. Thank, <laughs> thank you so you. much for for coming and and interviewing us about Wally, <laughs> and and really making oh, us no. use our minds to see there is more to Wally than we both thought coming into this episode. Anytime. Thank you so much. We appreciate uh, spending time with you. Thanks, Dr. Mr. Frank. Oh, my God. <laughs> so fired. <laughs> Dr. Mr. Frank. All right, you guys. Well, stay tuned for the next episode where we will have Susan back and we will be talking about Monsters, Inc. Yay. Bye, Bye. guys. <laughs> <laughs>